0: Welcome
1: to a um, self help edition of Can't Crushers (laughs) Wrestling Podcast. I am your hungover host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and you hear that cackle in the back as we talked a little bit before we started recording. Sir Michael Jenks knows how fucking hungover I am today. Um, It was Cheese Day yesterday, Jenks. How are you? I'm good. I'm thinking about slamming a couple things down just to test
2: out the microphone here. That would be and, uh, great. <laughs> I've done that to my cohort before when he had a heavy night of drinking. Uh, so night will not at, me.
1: Night was not at yeah. jinx. We started at eight o'clock in the morning, and I only got that, home at midnight. So it was a whole day.
2: Well, at least you got home early, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early Sunday. Early Sunday. So wait. So how many? pounds of
2: cheese, and did you do – what kind of meat did you do with
1: it? Well, we we did uh, pepperoni sticks, but I think everybody okay. brought a side of cattle or – I mean, pepperoni is completely processed and all that, but right. everybody brought probably – you know those sticks that are like six feet long? I think everybody had like five of them this year. Wow. It, yeah, and there's like 20 guys. So like we had <laughs> a ton of pepperoni. Normally, we do them together, but we just yeah. like – we had to do a couple runs of cheese, and then we're like, it's getting late into the night. And we're like, oh, shit, are we really going to do the pepperoni, or are we going to wait and just take your damn pepperoni home? No, we decided to do the pepperoni, which means we had to run back to the beer store as well to get more <laughs> beverages. Yeah, and then about I'm 200 cool. pounds of cheese. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: how long... Now, obviously,
1: you're not keeping all of that cheese. So, how long are you going to have cheese for? Uh, I kept roughly 15 pounds. Uh, I kept okay. a whole. I kept a whole block of smoked jalapeno, um, which was oh. supposed to be regular, just hot pepper cheese. But the, Mrs. Can Crusher got jalapeno instead this time, which that's fine. Uh, I kept a whole block of Cooper because that will be gone by Thanksgiving, which is Thursday. And then I've never smoked provolone before. So that was my kind of weird smoke of the year to see how smoked provolone is. So, yeah, 15 pounds of that. And I will divvy some of that up between, you know, my dad and her mother. And then shit, I need to get rid of pepperoni because. <laughs> There's no way we're going to eat. I thought, you know, bringing five was going to be enough even to divvy up with the other guys. Uh, Well, all the other guys thought the same thing, too. Everybody's just going to bring five this year, and everybody brought five home. So I have a lot of pepperoni. I have a lot of smoked pepperoni, which is going to be Thanksgiving presents to people. You don't like pepperoni. I don't care if you don't like pepperoni. You're getting pepperoni this year for Thanksgiving. Not that it's a present-giving holiday. It's going to be this year. Uh, Well, everybody's going to have to give thanks for the pepperoni. (laughs) They are. They really are. (laughs) But overall, I just have a headache this year, Jenks. I don't know if you've heard what happened last year at all. Um, No, but now I'm intrigued because if you only have –
2: so the way you phrase that of only having a headache this year makes me think last year was a complete and
1: utter shit show. Oh yes, um, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I'm sure some of the people that listened to the podcast before heard this, but um, yeah. So let's start. Last year, again, we started at like seven o'clock in the morning, but we have to put a caveat on all this because last year I had just recovered from COVID. You know, I was able to go out and everything, but I didn't have smell or taste. So I I bought. You know, not just cheap beer, because we buy cheap beer because it's like a neighborhood thing. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. it's Lucky Streak beer, $15 for a 30-pack, because we don't know who's going to be there. Right. It, it, and, yes, I could drink a ton of Yingling or Sam's or something, but when you have 50 people's hands in and out of that, it, I'm not paying for a lot of beer for these people, you know? Right, You just you, right. you just buy the cheap-ass beer, and everybody's fine to drink it. Well, last year, I thought, well... I, I'm finally over this, so I bought some Sam adams so i I drank a thirty pack of Sam Adams complete <laughs> completely roughed up there. and remember, I don't have smell or taste, so by Sorry. the time I'm on like beer twenty uh the the guy who runs the whole show says, "Well, watch this, I have a puppet right in my pocket he He can take this uh horseradish and not taste it. no way, so I made some money. So I'm just eating every time somebody comes in later on in the the night. Hey, watch what Mark can do. Boom. Spoon of horseradish in his mouth. Swallow it. Nothing. People are like, how are you doing that? I'm like, I'm I'm immune to it. They're like, no way. I'm like, yeah, I said, I can't. I'm good tonight. So then we did Everclear. Let's swallow some of that. God, Uh, There's no taste yet again. And then he's got, like, moonshine. Let's try some of this. <laughs> I'm pouring everything down my gullet. And I can't taste it. So now I'm getting, like, 20 bucks at a crack. This is awesome. Every All the cheese I just bought last year has just paid for because these idiots that don't know that I have just covered from Corona think I have this fucking superhero power. Well, normally I do, you know, have to get a ride home. Yeah. Uh, so the wife drug my ass out last year. <laughs> oh. no, no, literally, because I was passing out. She gets me home. I make it in the door. Boom, I'm down. Literally, like, pfft, dead. All right, I stumble upstairs. I hit the bedroom. Pfft, I'm down. She undresses my 250-pound body. Her and my son throw me in bed. I'm not in bed 30 seconds, and I'm back up. Like... I just got jolted by those things that you put on your chest. What did it? tell the they yeah. call? Yeah, yeah,
2: the paddles. Yeah, yeah.
1: To run into the bathroom and just hurl a whole oh, jar man. of horseradish back up. Oh! Apparently, the house smelled for another couple days of horseradish, <laughs> jalapenos, Everclear, moonshine, and everything. And again, I didn't know. <laughs> I get back into bed the next day, you know, the next, right after I threw up, um, wake up the next day and Kelly's like, how do you feel? I'm like, amazing. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, oh, I have a headache because you know, alcohol is still going to do something. I just had a little headache. I threw up everything that was inside of me and I was ready to go. Yeah. So wouldn't absorb it. Oh my God. Right. It didn't have time to absorb it. And everything it was in came right back out. I felt like shit. Don't get me wrong. It was a much harder right. headache than I have today. But, right. yeah, my wife was so proud of me that she had to uh, undress me and put me to bed. But, like I said, I made about 100 bucks from, you know, being a superhero that nobody knew that I couldn't taste or smell because of COVID.
2: No, that, was that, your, uh, is that what you kept saying back to Kelly? Was listen, I made us a
1: hundred bucks last night. Well I paid <laughs> I didn't really make anything. By the time you give me out how much I spent on cheese, cheese and pepperoni yeah, right. and then going to the beer store twice, I I probably still lost money, but yeah, in hand was hundred dollars as I was throwing up. So it was a win. And we got cheese. So yeah. Yeah, so you paid for the cheese. Yeah, I paid the for the cheese. Paid you back. Oh my god. So she was, she was like, oh, "How bad are you going to get this year?" I'm like, oh, "Not that bad," because you know, the master ceremony is just taking some time off of, you know, drinking. So I'm like, "I have to be that guy." I I only drank a 30 pack last night, and it wasn't you know horrible. There was no moonshine, yeah. no Everclear. We we did keep it on the DL. There were some other people that were completely messed up, but they're consistent, you know, they're habitual cheese goers that right. go from place to place. And that was, that's their whole holiday thing to get effed up at cheese places. <laughs> the normals were good. The normals were good. We didn't, we didn't pull anything extra out. We didn't even have a cigar. Like normally we have, a, like oh. the the main guy is, uh, he got a DUI a couple months ago. So he's, okay. he's, uh, tapped out of drinking until all that's taken care of. So, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Other than that, it was wow. It was much better than the beginning of the week when my computer just decided to shit the bed after like three interviews that I have set up for the Spotlight show, and then yeah, I had so, to, I had to call Apple and just cry to them. I'm assuming you didn't plan for that. Right? No, <laughs> not at all. I I normally have the the update set that I have to go through them to see if I want the update to come through. I don't know. Apparently, this was like Apple's mega update that this cancels anything out that you wanted. And I lost everything for the podcast, the intro, the commercials, the spots, the this, the that. I was crying. And for me to stay up on a Wednesday till like 11 o'clock to figure this out, that put my Thursday because then I only got five hours of sleep. Right. That put Thursday at work like another train wreck. But I did figure it all out. We got all our spots back. Some people called in to the voicemail number, which no fans have. But at least my wrestling fans, the wrestling talent, know that, hey, man, Can Crushers is where it's at. And this is where I need to have my voice out there for the millions and thousands and hundreds of listeners that we have. Um, so they, they got my back. That's good. Yeah. That is a plus. That is a plus.
2: You've had an exciting week. I wish I could say my week was as exciting as yours, but... Yeah?
1: Well, you did learn something
2: this week. You know, I learned that I am not smarter than a fifth grader. That's the answer. My niece's uh, school was shut down for COVID this past week. Actually, she's here this upcoming week because they were already off anyway, so the week of Thanksgiving and the holiday.
1: They have the whole week off for Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, what they usually do is they have parent-teacher conferences, usually uh-huh. the Monday and Tuesday of the week. Um, so they just shut down the school and have the parents come in at certain times, obviously you meet with teachers, and that that's virtual too now this year. But yeah, so she was here doing her education and <laughs> while I'm working, she's in the office with me, and she I'm listening, and I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, yeah, there was a couple instances where I'm just sitting here like, what the hell? I was never paying attention in fifth grade, obviously. I have no idea. It's probably because I was crushing hard on one of the classmates, but that was a different story for a different time. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was fun this whole week. That, that's been pretty much the uh, the fun of the week, I think, outside of the thunder snow that we had up here in uh, Parts Unknown.
1: And that's unbelievable because we talked about that a little bit too before we went on the air. I've I've never heard of this, and I didn't think it could – it's like a – I don't know why – natural selection because we're thinking about Charlotte (laughs) and Becky. I didn't think it was a natural occurrence it could happen, thunder snow. So tell me more. Yeah, so this is something I don't remember as a child ever having to deal with or ever hearing about, but this has been a
2: recent development. And it will literally be snowing out, and Thunder will produce. When, I think it was Wednesday night this week. I'll, I was sitting on the couch. Bailey was across the room with her legs spread open because she has no class sometimes when <laughs> she sleeps. Um, and all of a sudden, there was a loud just boom, not like Adam Cole was coming into the room. It was just a boom. And It was Arn's Glock, I, probably. That it, was, it was Arn's Glock. It sounded like Arn's Glock going off. She looked, I looked, and then outside my front window, you could just see the sky light up. And I'm like, oh, it's thunder, it's a thundersnow type of night. So, yeah, this happens on a regular basis up here in parts unknown, usually at the beginning of winter or like around this time. And it's usually when it's starting to get into that springtime, late February type deal where I think everything's starting to warm back up or getting to that ramping back up to get warm out. That's usually when we see the thunder snow come about. So, uh, yeah. So that that was the excitement this week. That's what thunder snow is it's just lightning and snow.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, well we, again, ruining everything. We talked a little bit before we went on the air about this. So yeah. it is somewhat because of there's still heat in the air. Then you know because you're not yeah. going to get thunder snow in February when it's negative ass degrees outside.
2: Well, yeah, but I think it also plays into snow in itself. Is and I'm no meteorologist, this is just my personal <laughs> observance of it. Is uh, snow itself is just rain, it's frozen rain at some capacity, All you know. Right. So it it makes sense that it would come with some lightning and thunder. So it's like a storm that's just rolling through, it just happens to be during the dead ass part of winter, dead ass cold, and the snows just coming down. So it's. I will say this. It is quite beautiful. I enjoy storms, watching stormy weather and that. It's quite beautiful watching thundersnow happen because it's a unique thing to see. I haven't seen it in like a blizzard or anything because you can't see any goddamn thing in a blizzard. But it it's kind of a unique thing to watch.
1: I have Very to beautiful. keep my eye out for this. Um, see if we get thundersnow or I, I want to know. All right, listeners. Uh, do you get thunder snow? You know, if you're in Montana, or you know, is this something that happens, or of course, there's just just a a weird ass thing that happens in Pennsylvania because that's what we're known for here—this stupid yeah. stuff.
2: If I, I yeah, I would love to know too. Because is this just a Pennsylvania thing, and we have like Thor living up here in parts unknown, or is this just the opening of hell just happening right now? I
1: don't know, but. I'd like to know if other people have experienced this. In, it, the opening I'm, of hell is going to come from Pennsylvania. I want everybody to know that. <laughs> I don't care. It is. It'll happen. It's already frozen over, so
2: we're frozen over for the winter now. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was that. That's the excitement for my week is we have thunder snow and I'm dumber than a fifth grader. So.
1: Yeah, because we had we had some weather down here that it was like twenty degrees and snowing at you know, yeah. five o'clock in the morning, and then by the time we go home from work at you know one two o'clock, it's back up to sixty, and you could have been in shorts. So oh. literally, and that's why everybody I, has the pneumonia now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I would have loved for that to be the
2: case, but here it's now topping out at about thirty nine degrees. So. We've officially entered that phase.
1: Yeah, I think we have too because yesterday it was just frigid the whole day, which is great for smoking cheese,
2: just to let you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, I have been thinking about buying a smoker, so now this is even more – well, your shenanigans around it, it's even more intriguing as well. But uh, so smoking cheese is something I hadn't even really thought about doing. Like I've seen like smoked mac and cheese and whatnot, but smoking actual cheese – that might be something I need to look into. When yeah, the smoker.
1: And we have we have tried almost every cheese out there, so I can help you on. Like Munster is not a good smoked cheese. Just throwing that out there. Not a good really? smoked cheese. Yep. It kind of oh. the the outer end of it kind of turns. I don't want to say it is plastic, but it's just it's got a a gnarly taste. Then.
2: Yeah. So. So it sounds like it turns into like a Limburger cheese. At some capacity.
1: Yeah, because you're really good at eating Limburger cheese. <laughs> it's happened. It's I've done happened. it this year. And hey,
2: it's better than people give it credit for. It's the not same. horrid.
1: I mean, I could yeah. eat it every day. You know, once, you once take a the year. Rind
2: off, yeah, yeah I mean, if you take the rind off, it's fine.
1: Right. But. And... Provolone was a new one, like I said, this year. And mozzarella doesn't smoke. It melts. It turns into a pancake, yeah. by the way. So just so you know that. We okay. didn't know that a couple years ago until we found out, let's put this in the smoker. And then boom. What the hell are we going to do with these pancakes? <laughs> these cheese pancakes.
2: Well, that's what I assumed would happen with most keys. And this is probably mean my lack of knowledge on cheese because I would have assumed all of it would have just melted down. Into a sticky pancake type substance, but apparently that's not the case, and I've been wrong for a
1: lot of my life. You have to keep it at like 100 degrees, anything higher okay. than that, yeah, you're gonna start, you know. And, and we are not the cheese capital smokers of the world, it's just the way right. the, our setup goes. I'm sure somebody's like, Well, if you keep it at 78.6 degrees, you get the most printed penetration of the smoking, but. And we, we use apple and cherry chips to smoke. So it gets the best flavor oh. that we like. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. It is. Maybe nice. when I send you a package, I'll send you some cheese.
2: And a whole I fucking will, stick. You, you, you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath, but
1: it sounds good. I don't know. Right, can I send cheese through the mail? I uh, That might be sketchy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we are a wrestling podcast, though. And we are? Wait, we, when did that happen? At, All right. 19 minutes ago, I think.
2: <laughs> Fair we, enough.
1: We are on the heels, literally the heels of Survivor Series taking place tonight, and we'll get to our predictions and everything, but why don't we break this up, Jinx? Why don't we just kind of make it a talk show today about what we think is... We don't have to dive into each match, because... Right. It was a mundane week. Um I don't think WWE did shit to make me want to get this pay-per-view tonight. Thank God I do have the cock and I just watch it anyway. But I will be watching Survivor Series as I play Madden or I go hunting in like uh San Pablo today for lions or something. I mean, I really I'm not fully invested in Survivor Series whatsoever. Eight- I have AEW, yeah, hold on real quick. AEW kind yep. of started the storylines like we said last week. Full Gear was their reset, and AEW was going to start new storylines, and boy, did they. So we'll save AEW for the middle. We'll we'll bookmark this with kind of some WWE, AEW, and then wrap it up with Survivor Series if you're wondering what's on the docket, guys. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, for WWE, the only thing that really uh, got me going is probably Big E versus. Roman and Becky and Charlotte, I mean, that's the two major things that I think they were pushing hard to sell the pay-per-view coming up and not the actual Survivor Series, which drives me absolutely mad. So when we get there, we'll get there when we get there. So, Right, well, uh, we're getting there, we're gonna, there I think. You know, we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Let's,
1: <laughs> let's start with um, Roman and Big E, because uh, honestly, to me, I think it's the weaker of the story going into the pay per view. And we won't do any predictions, but come on, the writings on the board. Um it started Monday night with the Usos essentially jumping Big E. And then a whole shit show of a tag team six man match happened, which if you didn't see that once Riddle ran down, that Orton was going to come at some point, you're stupid. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> WWE programming. <laughs> I like that. So then I knew that Big E was going to show up on SmackDown. Right. And thus he did to save his homeboy Woods. Yeah. I thought they were actually going to switch all of this into a six-man, you know, the bloodline against New Day. It's Survivor Series and scrap the tag team match because I I don't care RK-Bro against the Usos. I, I, I don't. I don't care intercontinental champion against U S champ. I, I just, I am not into that because there's not a title on the line whatsoever. It brand supremacy. It's bragging rights 2.0. And it just sucks. We've said this for weeks now. Are you cooking? No, Bailey's agreeing with you. Oh. That was her pop as She ran off the catch and bark at somebody.
2: Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cooking. Uh, but to that point, uh, I guess off of Bailey's point, whatever she was kind of push, um, yeah, it. See, it all goes back to there's nothing on the line here. So why would I be invested in this? And there goes Bailey. But, she's
1: pissed that uh, nothing's on the line.
2: Yeah, I know. She's absolutely. Uh, this is this is her minute. She's going to shine here. But uh, yeah, so but there's nothing on the line. So why would I be emotionally invested in this card? outside of i care about new day and want to see biggie get retribution which we'll talk about later on but yeah i don't know this is there's nothing selling me on this between the versus like daniel priest versus shinsuke does not get my blood going there's no. nothing there for that uh rk bro and the usos i'm betting uh you know what i'll save that for later but uh I, there's nothing really there except the possibility of a Good spot that comes out
1: of it. it but that's yeah, a great point. There. That's a yeah. great point that we're gonna we're gonna remember if we remember this pay per view for spots, right? Not finales, not anything that happens. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know. This is it's gonna be okay this week.
2: Uh, Biggie versus. I kind of saw this coming when the whole. Xavier was trying to get them to bend the knee to him. It it seemed like it was getting to that point, and that's how they were going to work Big E into it to save the new day. I wouldn't be surprised if Kofi comes back tonight. They said he had a sprain, I think, what, MCL or whatever it was? Yeah. I could see Kofi coming back as like a surprise or something to take people out. But yeah, to your point, it's the weaker of the two builds.
1: And then and then Woods is thrown into the makeshift men's team as well. So I thought, you know, that's why I kind of thought if they just scrap anything that they want to do, at least the Bloodline and New Day together, there's a story there at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. And
2: it's two factions going to war. They did that, I don't remember what year, but it was the Shield versus New Day. Yeah. And it was only about three or three four years ago, something like that. They reunited just for brand supremacy. And it made sense with the brand supremacy thing. Cause they had been pushing that hard and it was a good, it was a good match. It was a very solid match. So I would have loved to see new day versus the us here. Blood bloodline, if you will, but
1: a little sidebar, how many, uh, survivor series pay-per-views have you made it through? Cause I know you like powering through them before the, the event. Tonight.
2: Yeah. I, uh, there's so many of them. I got through about 10 of them. So really it was the 80s till about
1: 97-ish. When they were good. I through. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: So I did pretty good. So I made it to the Attitude Era. So I guess maybe next year I'll pick up Attitude Era to uh, maybe 2007 or something like that. But we'll see what happens. I do want to watch the Deadly Game Tournament again, though. So that might happen before
3: Ooh. Thanksgiving.
2: I do like that 98 Survivor Series.
1: That was a good one. That was a good one. I I agree. Uh, So the hot topic this week really has been Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And Becky's been the one talking. Um, So many things I want to say because it started Monday night. Becky's calling out Charlotte. And, you know, she is getting the most love in the world. And this is where Jenks, I don't know if they know what they have in Becky yet and it questions me because she's so over with this promo with Charlotte that she's ripping on her, and then Mm -hmm. you drag out nothing against her. You drag out poor Liv Morgan that everybody wants to be over. She is over. They want to see Liv with the title a little bit, at least a cup of coffee, and you have to switch Becky instantly to that heel then in the same freaking segment. Yeah. And that's where I think she lost some of her, la- you know, her luster. Her She lost some of her lackluster. No, she just lost some of her luster in all of that because I'm like, yeah, I want to see Becky punch this bitch in the face, meaning Charlotte Flair. And then, like I said, nothing against Becky. I do want to see Liv get a shot. I do. So I'm like, all right, Liv, do something. This week was like, all right, yeah, we do have the Survivor Series pay-per-view coming up. But we're setting everything else up for December already, which I don't even know what the hell that pay-per-view is called. December to remember. I don't know what the hell they're calling it. This go around.
2: Let's, let's hope it's not December to remember.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, if they do, we got rights on that, by the way. Yeah, right. Um. But did you see that, too? That, like, everything was, like, all week for WWE, it was just like, all right, we're setting up December stuff. Because you know Liv's going to get that shot at, in December. You know oh, okay. that... Whomever else is going to get a tag team title shot. Uh, Sasha is going to probably get a match against Charlotte or, you know, something. And don't worry, we will cover releases as well. We have more to bitch about that on WWE as well. Um, But did you notice that too, that everything was like, yeah, we have a pay-per-view Sunday, but we're worried more about December's pay-per-view. Yeah.
2: Well, what's interesting is I looked that up while you were talking, Mark, and they actually canceled December's pay-per-view. It was (laughs) TLC. Okay. So I have no idea what the hell they're building up to now. Um, But it was, it was, they were, so it went back to my comment last week where they basically disrespected what Survivor Series was, is, and how it's a big four pay-per-view because they're overlooking it. They're just, it's a bump, minor bump in the road. And if this is the last pay-per-view of the year and they are treating it as a throwaway show, Ooh, is something else going on here that we don't know. What, why do we not care about our last pay-per-view event of the year as it looks right now? Is there something bigger happening next month that we just don't know about? But I, even going off of that, I love live, and you're right. That was kind of clunky transition, but I think they're also trying to force, it's force-feeding two storylines. At one point, and it doesn't need to be because right now it should have been Becky versus Charlotte. And honestly, I hope there's shenanigans that this match
1: doesn't happen tonight. Me too. Well, because, I, I said it last week. I think they're giving away their WrestleMania match.
2: Well, that's an exactly a great point. And I think also they haven't they've done a lot of work now, whether it's some of the podcasting interviews, because I don't know if you've heard some of these comments on the podcast. um is a work shoot that is being done outside of it to build up this match. It just doesn't seem like they've built up this match or any matches to the level you would expect on a pay-per-view. Which, I feel like a match would be wasted on this build up. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping they push it off until WrestleMania so that we can get this continuously for another, I'm trying to do math in my head, four months, if you will three to four months of build, but they
1: won't. Right. And that's, that was my point. You know, Becky has been the one talking. She went on, I think Monday or yeah, Monday she was on SI and she talked about her and Charlotte aren't friends anymore. And then Wednesday she was on um, like fight nation or something with Ari and said that, you know, she continuing leaving like little bits of like yeah Charlotte has been the one that's been jealous of me how fast I rose to the top and stuff like that and then she went on another one and I'm like son of a bitch why isn't anybody talking to Charlotte you know why yeah. is it why isn't Charlotte coming out on you know us or you know uh, uh, clearly not Jericho but on the bump or something why isn't Charlotte speaking This whole week. The only time she spoke was then Friday night on SmackDown where she said a little bit, but she really didn't dive into it like Becky's been. So I'm I'm wondering, are they still trying to make Becky the bad guy putting the wedge? Becky's just not going to be the bad guy of this storyline because you force fed us, Charlotte, 13 times already in... I mean, I always think it's only been five years, but it's it's been what now? Seven, eight? Something but, like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just force fed us and nothing against Charlotte. I think she's uber athletic. Da, 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 da. But come on. She is the one that you built the company around. The, the, and we've heard the last couple of weeks that she is not in good graces in the backstage. But I almost think now this is all a shoot, Jenks. I really think it is. You think so? I, I, the Becky and Charlotte thing, I think is a complete shoot. I, is a, is a work. I mean, is a work. Right. I, I think the shoot part of it, meaning the real part of it, I think Flair is in bad graces because yeah. Rick has come out and said random shit oh, this yeah. week, and andrade is tweeting again. I, I don't think you see Charlotte in the WWE once her contract is done, and Vince is going to try giving her everything she wants. I just think. There needs to be a freshen up for Charlotte. And I think if it's AE dubs, it's A.E. Dubs. Because sometimes you just need stuff. Who else can Charlotte fight with in WWE? She's worked with everybody there and has I don't want to say buried them, but essentially buried them. Yeah. She needs something new, have it be Brit or Diana or um Chelsea. And those guys are all hanging out somewhere else, and they are not going to WWE. Right. I, so this.
2: now the scenario plays in my head where I don't know when Charlotte's contract's up. I could probably see if there's some stuff out there on, w, on the entry
1: web about it. But, Mark, do you think they try to pull a screw job tonight? With what, though? I mean, there's no title on the line. But here's the thing, you screw Charlotte,
2: do they release her? I don't think Vince is throwing everything at her. If this is truly a rift in the sand, and a truly uh, falling out between the two, do they just screw her over and send her on her way?
1: That's unbelievable that you thought of that. That, I, I would just think Vince would be like... Start, you know, get the title off of her and then bury her. But I think Charlotte, and again, I don't know her personally. I don't think she'd want to take the, you know, when you're close to your contract coming out, you lose, a.k.a. Kevin Owens. Your contract's almost out. You just get buried because that's what he wants to do. If she comes out as actually Flair in AEW, because I'm pretty sure she can't be Charlotte, um, people are going to know who she is. She's going to have her dad by her side. I don't think no matter what you do to her when she does leave WWE, you're not going to hurt her. The release would make sense because then guess what? She's missing in action for 90 days. Yeah. That holy shit. I didn't even think of that. And then to get a release by herself just to – because look at the releases and great segue because we'll talk about them here shortly. Um, Yeah. It's always been, like, mass releases, and you're like, holy shit, there's, like, eight people, duh, 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 duh. You go into having Survivor Series, you do a screw job on her, and then tomorrow you get a Charlotte Flair's been released from the WWE on a Monday by herself, and you do it on purpose to not have anybody else linked to her? That's Twitter-worthy news that's going to break the, interwe- the interweb, as you said, <laughs> Yeah. The whole day Monday. So WWE oh, then yeah. runs Mondays um, social media, which yeah. is it, it's more eyes on them again, which I think they need more eyes because have you read people's reactions on releases and everything? How people are just effing done with the WWE? Yeah.
2: Well, I, yeah, I was effing done when I saw this week, uh, three <laughs> week releases ago, but like this past week's releases were just had me over the top too. It, yeah. it doesn't make any there's nothing what we could get into releases and we won't get into releases but i've seen those reactions and i can't disagree with any of them i can't them. either i think they're absolutely right
1: yeah i i but, completely agree there, there's one faction that i'm sure we're both gonna be unbelievably pissed off about oh yeah but this, this stick with charlotte and becky um what made you? Besides the whole release thing, are, are you just? I want to uh, no. Let's save it for the predictions because now I want to know. I, I want to know what your thoughts on how the match is going to end. But we'll save it for the predictions. Okay, we can. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, other than that, Jenks, uh, realistically, WWE was I don't know. Uh, and we're gonna we're getting the releases. Let's just run through the shows. If is there anything else on a show that you're like. Hot damn. I, I, I'm glad I watched that. Because I got my notes up. And when the Prophets fought the Alpha Academy, I didn't write notes. When Vega and Nikki fought and then Carmella and Rhea, I didn't write notes. KO against Finn. I knew what was going to happen. I didn't write yeah. notes. I, I just I didn't write notes for anything on Raw. SmackDown, same thing. You saw Sheamus was going to take that spot. Cool. Rich Mm -hmm. Holland came and helped. That's cool. They're they're, they're buddies. Ugh. And again, you're setting up for Flair and Tony Storm afterwards. Okay. That's all I got. That's literally all I got from wrestling WWE's version this year, this week. Yeah. Uh, For me... I was just
2: going to give – I enjoyed the Owens-Bowler match. It uh, was good. Yeah, I agree. So that I, I love that match. too, right. You could see what was going to happen, but I love it. I do love that the old KO, the evil KO, the heel KO is back seemingly, so I'll be interested to see how that goes going forward. It might be his last draw in the company, and he wanted one last run as the heel Owens, but it'll be an interesting ride. SmackDown-wise, Sasha versus Shotzi. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good, um, but again, like you said earlier, there's so much dissension on these teams that I could just see people walking out left and right later, and we can get to that later on. But I can just see people walking out of matches left and right. That's it, it, there's no there's no teammanship, if you will. That was a made up word. I think. What right? the hell is <laughs> teammanship? Teammanship. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so there's no there's no uniting. There's no uniting again across the team so it it is what it is but i give props to sasha and josey i thought that was a
1: very good match from those two i i did like that match. i really did um all right so that's uh let's let's dive into the releases do you have them up since you Uh, you are very quick on the computer and i have the recording aspect i do want to mention this before you uh Get to the releases. The new yep. Jericho cruise has been released. Did you see that? March fourteenth. I did not see that. March fourteenth to the eighteenth, from Miami to Nassau to Norwich Pearl, uh, on the Norwich Pearl. Mark, you're an idiot. Learn how to read. <laughs> so from Miami to Nassau, four day cruise, and um, guest of honor Mark Henry. Uh, the cruise director is Mickey James. The uh, what the hell do you call them? Gallows and Anderson are going to be there. Swoggle's going to be there. It's an older. I'll I'll put it this way: you don't see a lot of AEW peeps on this one. You got Mick Foley. Yeah. You got Aldis. You have Ming, Mike Rotundo, Beefcake, Dan Lambert, Jordan Grace, Gresham, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona. Um, the, the one of the girls it was a Funkadactyl. Her real name's Aria Andrew. Which one was that? Oh, uh,
2: so it's got to be Cameron.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Boogeyman, ODB, and then there's like a ton of bands. Um, I was actually like excited. I'm like, oh, man, that's my birthday weekend. But it's it doesn't look great. And I'm trying to find a, a cruise to take my wife on because she's been wanting to go on a cruise all the time. But I'm thinking she's not going to do a wrestling cruise.
2: And it's about, you don't think you can convince her to do a wrestling cruise.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty damn sure I can't. Uh, if we would go combined, it would be like 1100 bucks a piece. Uh, if I go solo, it's 1600 But, yeah, I, I would still go myself, don't get me wrong. Because, shit, it's it's wrestling, it's a cruise. I'm sure there's uh, a ton of alcohol on it. Now, I'm, I'm down, but I think she would need more. You know, maybe uh, yeah. to have, I don't know, maybe Cole Swindell on it or something as well. But if you want to go, uh, check out the Jericho Cruise. It's out there.
2: All right. Very nice.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize they were going that older crowd. So are they doing the Jericho
2: Cruise twice a year now? Yeah. Because this would be, yeah, so March and October. Yep. Okay. I didn't realize they started doing that. I thought it was just going to be the October ones.
1: Yeah, going forward, maybe I'll shoot for October for her. Maybe, you know, this could be a whole big, uh, uh, you know, I don't know the word, elegant thing that I have to do for the year to get her to uh, go in October when they have, like, legit AEW shows on it. <laughs> yeah, I you're going to but... you're gonna have to sell wine and dine and sell this. I'll have to sell more it's cheese and pepperonis. <laughs> 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 she got the <laughs> There's two releases that I'm actually pissed off about right off the bat. And and we'll talk about uh, I, Go ahead. Do you want me to list them all and then we'll go Yes. And then you can go under that. Okay. So
2: releases are John Morrison, Isaiah Forbes Scott, Top Dollar, Ashante V Adonis, so obviously Hit Row is completely gone now. Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker have all been released as of this past week. Mark. We,
1: what are the ones you're most pissed off about? Well, I'll just run through this. We knew, uh, we predicted essentially that Morrison was probably gone. Yep. Yeah. Because his wife would let go. Tegan Knox pisses me off. That yeah. she was released because as much as she's done in NXT, and I know she's injury prone and everything like that, but she was built up so much in NXT, her and Shotzi coming up. I thought, yes, yeah, she's going to get a push. And I was okay that they got broken up because I love Tegan for Tegan. Right. Ah, <sighs> they released her where they need, they need superstars in that women's division. No disrespect to, like, Carmela or anybody, but, I mean, there's other ones that, why are they still there? Uh, yeah. You might as well bring back Foxy, because that's how some of them are working right now. Or push Dana Brooke, or whatever, I don't know. So, Tegan pissed me off, because, you know, she could have worked well with anybody. And then the one, come on, fucking hit row.
3: Yeah. Really?
1: You have put, I would think, millions of dollars in promoting them, building them. And I heard that all three of the other guys went to bat for B and they're like, why did you do this? And they, they kind of got, you know, in bad graces instantly with everybody, but they went downhill as soon as they made them face too. I was like, ah, So again, they're now sitting on the fucking sidelines for 90 days because they just all signed their goddamn contract to go to the main roster. It's this, that's what Vince is going to do. They're hot. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them on the main roster, so I'll make sure they sign their main roster contract and then fucking cut them. He's a lunatic right now. He really is. And I continue to say, maybe I'm done with WWE. I'm not ever going to be done. I'm just going to be a pissed-off 44-year-old man. Wanting to know what the hell is really going on, Jenks. Well,
2: yeah, I think I have a lot of opinions on men, the mental state of Vince McMahon. I don't know where his mind's at. I could speculate to the live long day. But it seems like now, and who it was Malachi who got to the main roster. He didn't sign a main roster contract and got 30, was essentially just a 30 day uh no-compete clause, I think it was. So I think this is how they're... I don't want to say they're overextending or trying to make up for that in a certain way, but it seems like now they're making sure that they sign within a week, whether they have it or not, whether they have a plan for them or not. And then once they get there, it's like, oh, well, yeah, you you signed the main roster contract, so we can't send you down to NXT, so we're just going to let you go. Or is there a tax? I'm wondering if there's some sort of other business implication that's in their NXT contracts right now that's forcing them to bring these people up so that they can release them.
1: Yeah, that's a great point.
2: it, It seems like they're doing, there's a lot of people that have just been brought up, done, they haven't done anything with, and then they release them almost
1: immediately.
2: Hit row. Hit Row got in bad graces because they went to bat for B-Fab, and I don't blame them one bit. Not at all. And, you know, if you want to call them a problem backstage because they went to bat for their friend, I, I'm sorry. That's not a problem. That's just them voicing their concern. You brought back Samoa Joe before when you released him, but you brought him back three weeks later because the right person went to bat for him, a.k.a. Triple H. Right. I get it. They were, they're not the veterans on the roster, so they don't have the voice. But if they're going around trying to find that voice, that veteran voice to help their cause, I don't blame one bit. And if you're going to consider that a, oh, they're bad for the company, they were bad backstage because of this, ah, I don't buy that one bit. That's just them being very unsupportive of their independent contractors if you will Um, i I hate that phrase
3: i I do that's
2: why i said it was so much disgust uh (laughs) (laughs) tegan Knox. uh yeah you're right they need depth on the women's roster and tegan would have said that that i've heard stories come out this week that tegan has helped a lot of those superstars out so she was not only a great talent in the ring she was a great individual backstage that was a veteran who's helping out the younger the younger people on the roster find their footing find who they are
1: kind of taking that trainer role over
2: exactly on the road you have that on the spot trainer why wouldn't you want that in your locker room to help those people out to get them to where they want to yes i get it tegan this was her first crack at the main roster and maybe it's rubs some people the wrong way but i wouldn't want to lose that person in my locker room, that veteran leadership if you will, even though she's newer to the main roster, that's a lot of veteran leadership that you just threw out the window. The argument could be made for Taya Valkyrie or any of the other women that they've done this to, but Tegan was there and you've heard the stories that she was actually actively helping people out and they got rid of her. Yeah. Um I will also say I was a little upset not upset, but I was I was disappointed in the Drake Maverick release, and it's because he has he has grown on me that he is a phenomenal talker and can sell a story. He can work, uh, but he can sell a story to live long day. I don't know if you saw. I loved
1: him as Spud, by the way, when uh, he was an impact him as Rockstar Spud, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, his promo, or not his promo, but the video montage package that he did. he was released this week i did okay i did that was a work of art basically telling himself pull yourself together you will get through this that's another piece of creative talent you let walk and it it just goes to show how overly scripted the company has become uh no detriment to them and like you i'll be an old, curmudgeon old man yelling at WWE, but still watching it because I love wrestling and I love what that company was and the talent that they still have on that roster is going to produce some great matches. Don't don't let that fool you. Oh no, Even they will very for sure, overly scripted or not. Um, but God, just let some of these guys run with what talent they have. Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud, whatever you want to call them. Ah, uh, he would have been most creative person on your roster, besides Bray Wyatt, had you not released him. But again, this is this is where we live. This is the time we live in with
1: WWE. So you yeah. brought up you brought up one thing about. Does it mean something else is coming with the WWE? And we'll we'll get to that. Um, I want to know what do you think your thoughts are uh, of being Kyle O'Reilly, seeing what you know Bobby is doing in AEW now, or Roderick Strong, or even Champa, or, like, we, we're calling the veterans now of NXT, or they're like, well, even Gargano, your homeboy, are they like, shit, we want released, but there has to be some type of superstar power on NXT, because it is literally turned out to be, I, I'm not knocking, um indies whatsoever but nxt has now become truly an indie show where uh, they're on tv every week and some of these people training and wrestling on shows right now for nxt have less time in the ring than people in the indies all around but they're spotlighted all the time and you know at some point no disrespect to kyle or Champa or gargano um, two of the three have been on the main roster and they got sent back down. Kyle's not the best talker, but he's a great in-ring worker. He needs to be with somebody. He's got nobody right now. So do you think those guys and gals are like, shit, please release me too. Just get me out of this. I'll take the 90 days or 30 days rebound and go to Impact or back over to New Japan or wherever. Do you think there's people wanting to release now, Jenks? I think they want
2: it. They're also they're fine with where they're at, but fearful of being called up because we've seen uh, people just get released two days after being called up. Uh, the other thing would be I don't know if it's released, but I will say this Mark, you brought up an interesting point where it's a lot of younger people that are getting, that are basically going through the motions, through working out how green they are to find their footing. So at some point, the writing's on the wall. I think the writing's on the wall now for each person you name and more. They will let them go either via contract expiration or by release when they feel their replacement is ready to take the reins yeah because they're home growing the talent and that's unfortunate because every person you named could main event somewhere yeah and tear the house goddamn down and it would be the greatest thing people have watched in a long time but they don't they're not going to push them champ is the champion right now i think th-
1: thoroughly until braun Breaker is ready and how long is that? I, I know that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How how long do you let him or does he fall out of you know, because right now he is the one that is in the good graces of, of Vince and all those Schlodes right now? Yeah. What happens if he done so he does something and turns into um Braun Strowman who pisses you off because now he feels uh he should he's slighted in some
3: sort.
2: Yeah. Well, and that I think that's the I think that's one reason they've driven to more of this. We need homegrown talent, we need people that don't have the ego yet to know better because we can then mold them to what we want. I think that's the mentality here. If we go play that route, touche and the pe- people like Campa, people like Organo, they've seen success outside of WWE before. They know what they're worth. They know who they are. They don't need WWE to validate that. They can be there and be that big fish or be that fish in that pond. But they know their worth and they know what they can sell for so they can have that ego. I think that's why we're seeing this transition of Vince wants more control because he wants to control how almost manipulate how people's egos are fed. Manipulate might be a too strong a word. But no, I that's think a that's perfect kind of word. The
1: thing. Yeah. One more question about WWE in general, and, and I'll bring this up: is the dogs are now going to start having a wrestling match in the in the studio because I'm the <laughs> only one home? Um, Braun Breaker, he's got a pedigree. No, uh, no pun, but pun anyway. That is out there. His dad is Rick Steiner. His uncle is Scott Steiner. Um, yeah. Why do? You, why did they pick there? Because they know that at any moment he could be tossed to the side. He could have went, you know, I'm saying OVW or FGW or, you know, someplace to get his feet wet and then be a mega indie star because he's legit trained by his uncle and his dad. He doesn't need the performance center. He just needs more work. Is he there just to get work? And if he doesn't like what's going on, he's never going to resign? just take a little bit of a push that WWE is going to give you. And they're like, ah, oh, peace out. I got what I got from here. Cause he did not need WWE.
2: No, I, I was actually kind of surprised that they got him to be honest with the Snyder and knowing Scott, Scott's not a big WWE person to begin with, or at least certain people within the company. Right. So I, I'm surprised that, that he even ended up in the WWE to begin with. Um, but you're right. I think you're absolutely right. He could just be getting his cutting, cutting his teeth, and getting it in there to build himself up, and he can go elsewhere. He can go to Impact. He just went to the Performance Center to get that probably top-notch training and wisdom from a top-notch wrestling facility, and then to, could just go
1: on after that. Yeah, because he doesn't need it. He doesn't need NXT. No, not at all. No, God, no. All right, so we'll put a bookmark on WWE as we'll uh, do our Survivor Series wonderful predictions in segment number three. But let's take a break here, Jenks, and cover some AEW in the second segment. Probably not going to be that long. Um, two shows as they did some stuff, but nothing over the edge or whatever you want to call Right.
2: Over the top, yeah. Over the Indian. top. Yeah, over yeah. the top.
1: Maybe we should watch that today. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, not that they're a sponsor yet, but I signed up for Title shit, with a, with Title Match Network, um, 9 dollars a month. Um, I'm going to go watch some documentaries and some indie wrestling. I want to see Dave Lagreca, actually, from Busted Open, get his ass kicked by Thunder Rosa that happened last night. So <clears throat> that's why I bought it.
2: That's
1: a good call. Also, WrestleCade. If you know about WrestleCade, they put a lot of matches on. Um, Next week is WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, and Title Match Network is going to be down there pretty much showcasing everything. So I I saved probably about $1,000. So there you go. There's $1,000 for my Jericho cruise. There you go.
2: So you're building it right back up.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's tell you about collar and elbow hats, hoodies, tees, all that sweet-ass shit that uh, Al Snow has. And we have a promo code. It's CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. You save 10%. Don't forget to head over to our website as well. Buy some of our merch. And, yeah, you know all this. Mark's got a headache, so short on the uh, advertisements this week, here comes Al Snow. When we come back, we're diving into AEW and... Something I didn't know I wanted, Jenks,
3: but we're getting it sooner than I thought.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connects emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
0: This is Impact Referee and Senior Official of OVW, Daniel Spencer, also host of the Ringside Podcast, giving you a message that you should absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, never ever listen to Can Crushers Podcast because it's trash. Plain and simple, it's trash. Um, I mean, it says it in the name Can Crushers. Like, really? You know, you could listen to Ringside podcast. Uh, You could listen to Jericho's podcast. You can listen to many other great podcasts that Conrad Thompson does. But why? Why do you listen to Can Crushers? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. And for the last time, Mark, will you quit calling me Asking me about my extended warranty. I know it's you. I know it's you. No, I'm not going to. My car warranty hasn't run out, so stop it. I know it's you doing those calls. I know you're behind them. All right. I guess I got to say something nice, right? Now, correct? Uh, you know. All right. So, uh, love you, Mark. Love the show. Uh, you're listening to Can Crusher's podcast. And, um, yeah. So, crush it.
1: And welcome back to Can Crusher Segment Two. We're diving into AEW Jenks. I don't know why this guy Daniel Spencer called because he had no love for us. Um, maybe it's because we don't cover enough of him screwing his job up in the ring at OVW or Impact. But I he called in, and I thought he was going to give us a nice shout out. But what a giant douchebag he was! You know. During this time of year, people like me
2: tend to be more jolly than anything. Like, come on, man. Why you got to do this to me? You put me in a bad mood. Santa's going to leave you a bunch of coal and shit on your doorstep because this is unreal.
1: First but, of all, he, he promotes his own podcast. Then he lists off like 100 other podcasts and then he says, oh, keep crushing it. Come on. <laughs> this is just complete, utter chaos. I'd like to talk to this individual. At some point, I'll give you his phone number. Just okay. blow it up. <laughs> blow it. What a jackass! <laughs> dynamite. So we start off dynamite, and Omega is taking some time off. Jenks, yeah. I said this, this is the right thing to do. I, I, I again, they listen to the pot. AEW. Cody Rhodes and Brandy and the Young Bucks and everybody there, Tony Khan listens because this was the thing. I said once Omega loses his title, you're gonna see him take some time off. Well, guess what happened? Omega's take time off. T- <laughs> Omega's taking time off. Tony Khan, yeah, we can't write your stories for you every week.
2: I you well, I'll say this. If you want me to, I
1: would love to discuss <laughs> contract terms. Right. Or yeah, or get us on the books. Yeah, get us on the books.
2: But hey, during that when we learned that Omega was taking time off, did you? What did you think
1: of him kind of throwing
2: a little bit of shade at Adam Cole?
1: Oh, I think that's going to set up an amazing match when he returns. Is what I I think. think, I think so too. I think there's
2: a little bit of a division there that we're going to see play out when he returns, and I kind of like this
1: now. I do. I I hope he's gone, and I don't mean this, you know, mean. I hope he's gone for you know, two months or so, not just he's back next week. No, I want Omega gone to freshen up because he deserves that big pop when he returns. Like Cole is going to take the bucks and just make them these son of a bitches again. And he's got yeah. fish in with them a little bit. I want to see this not, you know, Undisputed Era 2.0 or anything, but I want to see this the super click, you know, 5.6 or, you know, some random ass number that makes them the worst bastards in wrestling. That and Omega doesn't like... like being that bad. I yeah. think when he comes back. I agree with that. He yeah. only likes being as bad as screwing up the
2: uh, barbed wire death match. <laughs> right? <laughs> Floating ring match. That's, yeah. that's his level.
1: <laughs> the next segment that we saw then, Jenks, is... A little bit of a tease of what I said before we went to a break, but not the major tease. I didn't know we were getting to heal Daniel Bryan this fast, and I love it. I didn't know that either, but he he was full go on
2: this whole heel gimmick, and I agree. I love the shit out of it. He's poking and prodding Daniel Bryan. It's a fascinating character to watch.
1: Yeah, and I like Jenks. I don't think we're going to get a... Daniel Bryan, Adam Page match until what is it? Resolution is that a Revolution or what the hell is their next one in February? Yeah, Revolution, Revolution, yeah. Because figure this out: if he's going to run through the whole gauntlet of the Dark Order, starting well, he he took care of Evil Uno, but he's got Colt, and then you know, throw some tag matches in there for a little bit. This is a three month storyline. And I'm invested that he's got to go through, you know, Allen Angels. Okay, he, he looked good against Omega. Let's see what he does against Daniel Bryan. I want to see what he did against Johnny Hungy and the rest yeah. of those guys. This, we know where we're going with his storyline. Yes, it's going to happen. And I, I believe that Daniel Bryan already is going to take the title from Kenny Omega. I mean, from Adam Page. Yeah. And I'm all right with that, especially with him being a bastard.
2: Right. But, uh, it's going to be uh, go Honeymoon, Tidal Reign, and that's about
1: it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's a two, three-month storyline. He's got to run through these schmucks of his, which I love, The Dark Order. But Adam's going to need somebody. Daniel's going to need – there's going to be a long process of this, and, and I think it's, again, beautiful. Yeah. I, I love it. and. I want to see. There's so many
2: matches in that that I, I'm kind of hyped to see. You brought up Alan Angels and Johnny Hungy. Uh, what about 10? That would be a fascinating match, I think. Um, we're looking at what's next. Cole Cabana's next week in Chicago. Is Perfect. there a bastard beatdown coming on? Not to infringe on Pox gimmick, but is Daniel Bryan just going to completely annihilate and embarrass Cole Cabana in Chicago? to fully put over this heel character. That's the question that left it open for me. Yeah. I And I kind of want to see that because I think that would just completely push him over the top as a heel and sell him completely to everyone as a heel. If the promo this week hadn't done that. Alrighty. Dropping WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. That's that one. I'm kind of shocked. He dropped WrestleMania, I guess it's big enough that there wouldn't be an issue with it, but
1: that was a hell of a call out. Did you, did you, everybody was going nuts. He dropped WrestleMania. And did you look into the crowd then? Because like he said, WrestleMania and everyone was like for a millisecond, they're like, Oh, Oh my God. I mean, there was that (laughs) legit pause in the world that WrestleMania was said. I mean, AEW is all right. Saying everything. But that's like right. the biggest wrestling show in the world. So you say WrestleMania, you clearly are giving a stroke to your competition. Oh yeah,
2: oh for sure. I did notice that the auto, the not so audible gasp of people in the crowd just trying to process what was just said to them. Yeah, and because I did it too. I did too. <laughs> I this morning, I like, he literally just said that. What what is going on here? But again, I mean, this talks to how creative people in the industry can be when they're given just the microphone they have at it. Good luck. Here's here's your talking points.
1: Yeah, yeah, and run with and it,
2: and run with it. And he can get away with saying WrestleMania. Maybe it's because his father's father-in-law is future endeavoring people <laughs> in the competition. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but he
1: can get away with it. So. The the MJF promo, I thought this was going to be the only thing that we got from MJF, and there's more to come, which that's the major topic that I want to talk about. I love this promo at full gear because suddenly he had the ring on the whole time and just talking and never really made reference to the ring until yeah. the last 15 seconds, but it was always dangled. His His pinky was always... Pointed up so you could see mm-hmm. the ring. That's great storytelling. And he's like, Darby, I beat you with a, a fucking headlock. With the ring yeah. is on. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I I love that and I thought, oh, if that's all we get from MJF because he's gonna get a week off, cool. We can fast forward to the next MJF thing though. If you want to say something about that, cool. Um and then we'll come back to talk about Eddie's next thing and uh maybe some of the other matches, but MJF in a total just coming out being a complete jackass. He's beating everybody. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Punk comes out. Hi-am Maxwell. Punk turns around and leaves. And I didn't think we were getting it this fast, but I goddamn want it already.
2: Yeah. The
1: How about... It's Punk
2: dropping a pipe bomb without saying one word.
1: Or shaking his hand. Oh, shaking
2: his hand. Well, he's basically just saying, you're beneath me. Yeah. Without saying, you're beneath me. How MJF in this high pillar, he was the top pillar. He's beaten all the other four pillars of AEW and their success. Punk comes out and goes, no, you're beneath me, and just walks away. Like he doesn't deserve recognition for being that top pillar. How fast did that just throw MJF into the goddamn muck and mud and dirt Because essentially, it just said, you're shit to me. Yep. See you, bye. Now MJF's going to be playing this game. So does he chase Punk for three months to get a match out of him? Well... Which is going to be an interesting play for
1: MJF, because he's never been in that situation before. I think we get Wardlow Punk. I think we get Spears Punk. I think we get Tag Team Punk and somebody... Against them, I, I I think until we get to, I don't want to joke because I have to cough, <coughs> I think this does last. Again, it was the first thing that we saw you know, of these two running into each other, and we're building that storyline for four months. And we're yeah. okay with it because now we're like, where is this all going to go? I hope it's a chase for four months because both of them talk. They they could never cross paths again until February and just bitching each other on the mic or pop up on the Jumbotron. All right. That's already the match that I'm buying revolution for already. Good sign. Here's my fucking $50 again. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. Well, my thought is so punks already
2: got a history of doing this now. He made Eddie chase the match. Yep. He made Eddie get to a point and force the match to happen. Whether he wanted, he probably wanted the match all along, but he made Eddie basically beg for the match at Full Gear. He's doing the same with MJF. Yes. and he's telling them he's beno- below him. I don't know if we get Wardlow Punk in that because this is not people chasing MJF to fight MJF, a la the Labors. This is MJF having to find a way to try to fight CM Punk, and this is a unfamiliar territory that MJF is about to go into. I think. And that's what buys me revolution is because he does, Punk doesn't need to touch Wardlow, Spears, FTR, anybody in the pinnacle besides MJF for me to buy this pay per view because it's making MJF step out of his comfort zone and get desperate, AKA possibly even sacrifice
1: friendships to get the Punk. Like Wardlow, like Spears. You've just changed my mind now. You really – you deep dove into this since Wednesday. I, I've had to. I, I It's on my mind because
2: I've wanted MJF Punk. Uh,
1: for seven years Punk now. Came.
2: Yeah, seven years. You could say seven years. As long as I've known MJF has existed, I've wanted this match. Uh, and then it became almost a reality when Punk signed. And now it's going to happen. It just makes sense in terms of storytelling that this would be the case. Or to me, that would be the case. That's how you do it. This flips MJF on his head. Okay, you've beaten the future. You have to beat the past and the present. Maybe this starts a year of MJF chasing the title indirectly that we don't know about.
1: Well, hasn't he been chasing it since he won the ring? Like At one point, I thought this ring uh, gets converted into a title shot. Didn't they say yeah. that at one point, that if you win this ring, you get a title shot? Well, he's never had a title shot. Or are they trying to make us forget about that that ring is worth something besides just punches in the face?
2: Yeah, I thought at one point that it was worth a title shot. And he did have that one title shot against Am- or not Ambrose, Sorry, Moxley, um, Freudian slip. He did have that one title shot against Moxley, but he didn't succeed at it. I but to me the chase is more of you've beaten the future and you've proven you can beat people that are going to be stars down the road. You haven't proven you've beaten anybody here and now. Yes, he's beat Jericho. Don't get me wrong in that he's beaten Jericho. And he's beaten a couple other guys. What about these legendary status guys like a CM Punk, like a Daniel Bryan? And I'm not saying Jericho is below them at any means, but Jericho is still an active competitor. To me, well, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. So, what are you? Where are you sitting with the present in that? We don't know where MJF sits in that. So, because a lot of his a lot of his matches on Dynamite and that have been against enhancement talent.
1: Well, yeah, they have been. Yeah, yeah. So why let let me say why why go right off the bat with the one that we want? Because if you're saying. Um, this could be a year buildup for MJF. And I'm all right with it. Trust me, I'm all right. Why why jump right into Punk already? Because there's other legends that he could have, you know, why not, hey, I want Sting. And that could have been like a three-month story or something like that. Because I think, as a wrestling fan, you know, I- I'll speak for me, you, um, others, a talking... Two great talkers. Unlike us today, because I have a headache and still hung over, and you're just having <laughs> F- F- Floydian slip, slips. Yeah, um, he could he could attack other people for a while, or do this, or do that, or yes, have the chase, like you said. But holy shit, they're giving us all the one we want right now. Right. Um, or do we want MJF Daniel Bryan, and we're just dealing with punk and MGF right now, or you know there's just so many, and I hate saying the dream match thing, but there's so many dream matches that I don't know that I want until they tease me right. that it's coming. I, I, yeah, if you made sense of that, good. Well, I did. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so
2: well let's go back to your sting comment. Why are we not getting MJF sting as a legend match?
1: That's a great cl-
2: question. In my mind, it did more for MGF to attack sting. An embarrassing in the middle of the ring to set up the derby match than it would just having an actual match with Sting. Touche. Because the Punk thing, however, that makes a lot of sense to me right now because Punk is essentially that that big mega star, whether you want to call him that or not. Um, he's that big mega star that can take MJF from where he's at in the, as a future star and push him to the current star. A lot of us already think that in our mindset and watching the product in that, but he's not officially there yet. He hasn't had that big marquee win. Love Jericho. He's not the marquee win MJF needs to put him over the top. And Punk has proven he can still wrestle and he can still fight. MJF Daniel Bryan, full gear next year. For the title. I think that's a possibility. So I think Punk is the perfect start for MJF's path to the title to be champion by the end of 2022.
1: And it now that you said that, it is, and I'm going to use something that some people hate. You start this feud with somebody who was an indie darling back in the day, CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And you end it with... As much as I, I love Punk and I love Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson still considered the biggest indie okay. darling that's made it. I don't care what anybody says. That's my right. opinion. I you know so you start it with an indie darling of CM Punk, you end it with an indie darling of Daniel Bryan, and maybe you throw I don't know you, you got Christian in there that is a it wouldn't do much for MJF, but um. It's another notch. He's a Hall of Famer. He you know, yeah. he, he does this. And for Christ's sakes, we don't know uh when Roman Reigns is coming to AEW in you know, six months because he'll be fucking released, you know? Yeah. Uh, jump back to that and I just broke my microphone just so you know that oh. yeah. Oh good 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 shit over there. Yeah. Shit's happening. <laughs> but a, we're good. We said it was gonna be a shit show. It, and Before it we're is talking earlier,
2: yeah. So, right, let's, well, let's let's go off of that real quick, there, Mark. You talk about Roman Reigns. I mean, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, their contracts are coming up here. At least we know Steve, Kevin Steen is. We'll call him Kevin Steen now, so I can get used to it. So I'm not calling him Daniel Bryan like I've been calling Brian Danielson that all the time. But uh, Kevin Steen's contracts coming up here, and I think in our minds, he's on his way out.
1: Yeah, he's an indie darling.
2: He's an indie darling, and I think he's going to be a free agent. And I think he's a possible opponent for MJF at some point because I don't think AEW would let him go.
1: No, him he's stuff. got that fo- He's got, and I hate to say this, that he's got that ROH following that yeah. has carried him into the WWE that made him him. And yeah. as much as ROH isn't going to be around. They're still there. People still yep. love Kevin Steen for what Kevin Steen did. You know, yep. y- you can like Kevin Owens, but you love Kevin Steen. Love Kevin Steen,
2: exactly. So I, I think possibilities are endless for MJF on who he can fight. I think Punk is that big step forward that cements him as the guy as the guy going forward right now. It puts him over the top. Just like when it's Jungle Boy's time to rise to the occasion to get on the path to probably a world title shot, he will have that big marquee match. It'll be the same for Sammy because Sammy hasn't had that marquee match yet. And it'll be the same for Darby. Darby's had a plenty of opponents, but he's never beaten them. He'll get over the hump at some point. Yeah. These, all, these guys are going to have those marquee matches at some point to elevate them and put the company and fast forward for the future. And I think MJF's the first recipient of that with this punk match.
1: Well said. Um, Cody Rhodes came out this week earlier and said he's got probably three more years of being a full-time—and we'll jump back into uh, Dynamite and Rampage, but this one just popped into my head, too. Um, Cody comes out and says, hey, I got probably three more years of being a full-time wrestler, which— no no, knock, Cody, but I don't think you are a full-time wrestler right now. You show up for the... And I'm not saying you're John Cena or The Undertaker or anything like that, because you do pop up on Dynamite side. but your matches are only quick and simple, and then you have your big match on a pay-per-view. I don't consider you a full-time wrestler right now, Cody. And you have a lot of other stuff in your pocket that you're doing. So, right. cool. I just wanted to bring that up and see what your thoughts of Cody saying that. Um, anything? Yeah, I uh, I mean, kudos to him. I, I would agree that
2: he's more of a big mar- match name, and there's nothing wrong with that. Cody Rhodes is a big name in AEW. Yes, technically because he's the EVP, but he's a big match person. And if he's two, three years out, that's fine. But I think I think we're on to something. He shows up when it starts getting crunch time for the pay-per-views to build up a match for himself. And that's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way business works. And we talked about it. I think last month where we liked about AEW is that guys don't need to show up every week yeah. to still be over and people still love them. They can show up every once every couple of weeks on dynamite or on rampage. Um, they can be on dark in that, but people still love them and they still take account. And I think that's where Cody Rhodes is at in his career right now. But I think he's at the veteran leader stance right now of, you're not a full-time competitor and that's okay because you're the veteran be there for the guys help support them help build up the brand um, just know when it's time to step away put somebody over to put them on the fast track and I think that could be one of the pillars when that three years comes
1: yeah so that that essentially brings us to the FTR Andrade uh, Malachi against uh, Cody in um, all his glorious people that he's gonna bring out But, you know, the the promo was cool. Yeah. But Telly finally calls out Arn. Essentially (laughs) calls out Arn and says, hey, uh, I probably have one more in me. Um, Again, we said this two months ago when they started teasing it. I don't know how much Arn is going to be able to do with his arm. Fuck, just Mm -hmm. let him roll around. To see these two go at it one more time, again, nostalgia, let it be a five-minute match. I don't care if the Glock comes out until he's done. Cool. Put him in the ring, make it a a 10 man match. So they can have a spot in this uh, eight man thing that they're doing. This is like one of the survivor series matches. That's not happening. That's going to happen on AEW that I want to see. Let it happen.
2: Now, if they made this elimination match, I'd love every minute of it. Uh, I don't think they would, but the, I want to see Art Anderson throw another spine buster. That's me, but is this where Ric Flair just shows up randomly?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's happening. It, it's yeah. it, it. Yes, because good segue again. Uh, I posted something on the Facebook. I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday that Ric Flair wants to work with CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if Flair's going to be in the ring, but at least he wants a a promo-a-thon between those two. Let's go. Let's fucking go with Ric Flair. I know we bitch about, oh, man, he's always lingering around. And and no disrespect to Charlotte because he doesn't need to be with Charlotte. He doesn't need to be with this person. If you let him and CM Punk just throw shade at each other— Take my fifty bucks. I'm good. I'm paying for a fucking promo now. Now I'm fan. Okay. Now I'm in full fantasy booking mode here. <laughs>
2: and if I hadn't been all, all episodes, what we've been seeing dissension in the ranks between Andrade and his manager. Right. We've mentioned that Ric Flair could be Andrade's manager. He's done it in AAA when he challenged for the title. Could that be the opportunity there? He could still work with Punk if Andrade and Punk have a program. right? So, I mean, that's another possibility. He fires his manager. Andrade fires his manager for Ric Flair. You could see that, too. The possibilities are endless. And I would love to see a promo between Flair and Punk. And Flair can be at his 100%. Whatever he wants to say, he can say. But we're going to have to see. Seeing yeah. is believing, I think, now in the world of professional wrestling. Well, there's our title, because you, yeah.
1: you've come up with Seeing is Believing. That's what the <laughs> title of the show is. Um, other matches that happened uh, on Dynamite. Nyla and Shida were, was good, but of course, yeah. uh, you kind of predicted for the last yeah. couple of weeks that this is going to be a long-running story with Shida and Deeb. Essentially, Deeb cost she to the match. I mean, it took longer yeah. than I thought. I thought, boom, she's going to come in there and get pinned. Yeah. No, she got, you know, the octopus hold or What the hell? They, the the muffler? the What the hell? Yeah, they it? call it the muffler. Yeah. All right. yeah So it's the muffler uh, and kind of ripped her knee out. But Deeb yeah. started that. All right. At least we got past this 50 win thing. And now that they just don't fucking like each other.
2: Cool. cool. That's
1: a great storyline. They don't like each other.
2: But wait, did we get past it? Because they put the graphic up of Nyla was only one win away from Sheeta. Oh, and I didn't even Nyla see that. that. You didn't see that? No. Um, beginning of the match, Nyla was 51 or 50. Sheeta was 51 wins, all-time wins for the women. And now Nyla tied her.
1: Oh, we didn't get past that then.
2: All right. We well. did it. I think, well... Now, I personally like this because I thought it was going to be just a storyline type kickoff point, and it would never be brought up again. But now they're harping on it with not like chasing Sheeta. And they actually brought it up, I think in the in Jungle Boy during a jungle Boy match recently, I don't know if it was this week or last, where they brought up that he had was the first to sixty wins or something like that. So they're making it a point to bring up the win totals of these individuals. These competitors, so I kind of like that they're doing it across the board. Yeah, and Sheeta nice. was the only one that they just did a plaque for for the sake of that match. It seems
1: like, yeah. Why does Sheeta get a plaque at fifty, but Jungle Boy has sixty and he got nothing? I don't know. I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I would be too, even though that plaque was <laughs> made of like hard sugar candy. That, that <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, match of the night, Jenks. Though I again. Jay Lethal and Sammy. I love how Sammy had to gut himself through this match because his ribs were broken, torn inside out, and then he gets just a, a quick win at the end. I would have been all right. As much as I have a man crush on Sammy, I would have been all right if Jay Lethal would have won that TNT championship on his first match with AEW because he's he had the best woo-off with Ric Flair in life.
2: So oh my if
1: you let him do that and let Jay Lethal be Jay Lethal, he can run too. He he's that yeah. mid card type of thing with Sammy and everybody that they could have had a great feud back and forth for this title.
2: Yep. Yeah, and I, I I really hope this doesn't push Jay to like just obscurity on the card. I think this was a big signing for them. Obviously, they did it on the pay per view. So I'm hoping they run with him a lot. Um, but I was kind of surprised Sammy won this match. I thought they'd give lethal the and give him the title right here. So was I disappointed? Absolutely not. This was actually a very good match and I'm perfectly fine with Sammy keeping the title, but I kind of assumed lethal was going to take it. I would have lost a bet on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I said during the match, I was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna, they're going to give it to lethal right off the bat. All right. That's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, two other things quickly, uh, Kingston, man, come on. He just had a great fucking feud with CM Punk for, you know, a week and a half. And, and now you're going to have him take on 2.0 or Everclear or whatever the hell they're well, able to, like, come on. I know it's Daniel Garcia who he's going to fight, but boah
2: I thought we were past it. I'm <laughs> like, this feels like we're going back again. Like, but now my question is who's, who's going to have his back? Because unless they're going to just let put 2.0 over now and Daniel Garcia and let them win
1: that. No possible matches. way. Huh? No, no way does he lose to them. Then I would rather have him snap and, you know, dismantle them and somebody has to come out and save Garcia that he starts a fight with or something. No fucking way are they putting out. I'm pissed at you, Jenks, right now. If they put Daniel probably, Garcia over... Eddie Kingston, it, it, again, he could have had the victory over Punk, and I would have been fine with it. Anything I got, He can't take a loss like this after what he just did for that, uh, we'll say two-week span with Punk. No fucking way. No, Jenks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Headache's gone.
2: No, You're my time headache will now. Tell. <laughs> I'm your headache now. You know what? I'm perfectly fine with that. Time will tell. I'm hoping not either, by the way, but I've, the stranger things have happened.
1: I know. And last thing on AEW, if you want to bring up anything on Rampage, you can. Um, I was thoroughly disappointed in the Blade and the Butcher Cassidy and Ishii's match. Like, it did nothing for me. It really did. I wanted, I don't want to say I wanted blood and guts on national TV or something, but what did it do for him? What? What? Like I, I was watching Tickety talk during most of the match because I was not engaged.
2: I, I thought he, it would push him over the top a little bit more. He would be the counteract of what Cassidy would be. Cassidy would take majority of the things, majority of the bumps, and that Ishii would come in and just demolish people. But that didn't happen. I I was kind of disappointed in that as well. Um, I figured they were going to win, but I thought he would be more of that wrecking ball. Yeah, overtaker of the match, but just that just was not the case. Like hot
1: tag, and Taz comes in and just whirly dervishes everybody. Exactly, just runs through people
2: and obliterates the competition. Didn't happen.
1: No. So, do we bring him back? Is he is he going to be around, or it's a one off and then see you later?
2: Yeah, but I'm also glad they didn't do that for. They didn't bring Okada just to do that with him.
1: I agree. I yeah, I agree. So yeah, the, the the imaginary door is open, but I don't know if we're using it completely right yet, or is it just to get people to see who these people are that don't know who these people are? And
2: maybe it's just the taste. Hey, maybe you know, goddamn, my fantasy
1: booking brain's going all over
2: the place. <laughs> maybe this is just breaking it in for an invasion angle at some point.
1: And no disrespect. Again, uh, we continue to yeah. wish well wishes to Moxley. Hope he's getting yep. better at that and the other thing. Maybe all this was setting things up for Moxley because this came out of nowhere. And clearly yeah. you have to have this in the works to get everybody over. You, you can't just call them up, you know, Sunday, hey, hurry up and get your ass over here Thursday. There's legalities, there's visas, there's this, there's that. So maybe all of this was in the works, and then Moxley's just like, hey, I, I need a me time, which is cool, we all need that. Um, maybe this was supposed to do some works with Moxley, so they're just like, oh shit, we have them coming, so what can we do with them?
2: Yeah, well, it, that's a good point. It could be that they're contractually obligated to do it. And they had them booked out, but so they had to do something. Although, I guess if that was the case, why would you put best friends in chaos? Well, what else are you I, gonna do with them? Well, I get that, but I mean, it just seems like an odd pairing. It just—it's always felt like an odd pairing to put them in chaos just to bring in Ishii. Right. You know what I'm saying? That—that's kind of where my head went. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. I guess it works, but it was just an odd pairing. But I think to your point, I think you got some validity behind that because these were probably matches set up for Moxley to have uh just knock down, drag out fights and they just couldn't happen. And I hope he's continuing his recovery well. But you know, things happen and you can't have those matches, so you have to do something else just to fulfill contracts on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rampage, essentially there was three matches, run through them real quick. Darby against Billy Gunn, I didn't know this was the feud that we were going to get. Um, and then you can say whatever you want to. Uh, I I was shocked that we're going to get a Darby and Gunn Club uh, against Sting and, you know, whatever. Uh, the Jade-Red Velvet match, we kind of spoke off air about it, that this was a tough match for both of them. Um, they're both still young. And we've already predicted that Jade's going to win this TBS thing. But uh, after watching that match on Rampage, and I'm not a wrestler, so don't throw shade at me. This was a little bit rougher one to watch. And then Cole and Fish against uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Jenks, yes, Fish is in, but Adam let Fish to fry a little bit. By yeah. himself, I tried too hard for that one. But I appreciate that you let Bobby Fish fly. I couldn't <laughs> even say that.
2: Now I even screwed it up. Um Yeah, he did, and I'm not surprised by it whatsoever. I feel like this—they've kind of forced Bobby Fish into that a little bit to just acknowledge the undisputed era. Yeah,
1: yeah, they every time they're all together, they're like, "Oh, you can't say that. Oop, you, that can't-
2: you can't do that." Yeah. Yep. So I I think I kind of expected this to be coming at some point. And I think they're just all going to chase away Bobby Fish.
0: But I hope
1: he's still there. Like, all right, we know that they have a past. Let Bobby go by himself and do something because he he could. Oh, yeah. he's He's a great old schooler that can help, you know, the youngsters like a Daniel Garcia that is essentially a young Bobby Fish to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bobby Fish is going to be there for a long time. I just i I want him away from the Cole and the Young Bucks because I feel like they just force him to acknowledge that they had a connection at one point, and now yeah. they're going to let that push away. So,
1: anything on Darby and Billy Gunn?
2: I, I don't know why this needed to be a thing. Um, yeah, I'm not clamoring for this. Yeah, this, this was nothing that I thought needed to happen, but hey, whatever. Uh, Good job for Darby for winning, but...
1: Yeah, two coffin drops.
2: Yeah, two coffin drops.
1: All right, so that's AEW. Anything else you want to bring up on AEW? Because, oh boy, the next segment is going to be a thriller. We're going to give you our Survivor Series picks.
2: Yeah, I got nothing else on AEW.
1: All right. right. We're going to take a break. Uh, Guys, go get a drink. And because... If you ever wanted to hear anybody shit on a pay per view, here we come. Hey, this is a whole lot
2: of dude, Cross Jackson, and you're listening to Can Crushers. Welcome back to the segment three of Can Crushers Podcast, people. Ready wow.
1: To- did you just make a trip to Boston or something? I did. It. I went to, I'm
2: traveling around the world with these intros in the segment three. I know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so excited to talk about this card.
1: I am not. I, I'm not even going to pretend to lie. So we got a 25-man battle royal thrown into this card. This is probably going to be the pre-show. It's got to be because it's got no fucking rhyme or reason to do anything with SmackDown against Raw, uh, against Survivor Series.
2: Why didn't they just make this a uh,
1: tag team elimination what? match? What? another tag team why not it's survivors here No, we're gonna have a 25 well, 25 man to boot it's either yeah, <laughs> you understand they, they
2: i mean they, yeah
1: i don't know this is it was thrown together but
2: i you know what i'm looking on the bright side of things mark and i believe this is where almost and style start breaking up yeah i think this starts putting the crack in that foundation
1: we we are not betting anything on this at all no. because one I don't want to lose my six pack that I have coming from full gear but <laughs> my, we'll we'll do a friend bet um yeah. almost wins this hands yeah. down this is this yeah, is great. just so he can win something and i think he at some point has to throw aj over he he's got to from behind I don't think it's going to be like a handshake at the end and we both win or anything like this. It's almost in Cesaro, almost in somebody get together and throw AJ out because AJ's going to have a, a big... I mean, this is a a Royal. It's not a Royal Rumble. So it's going to be something... Yeah. He tries to okay. clothesline Cesaro. He ducks and he hits AJ over the top rope. Something like that.
2: Okay. I could see that. The other thing... The other thought I had was that it was going to come down to AJ and Almost, and he, AJ tries to convince him to go leave the ring and Almost just throws AJ over.
0: Okay. That
2: was the other thought I had. So I like both, both scenarios. Yours is probably more likely.
1: Yeah, because or it's an AJ, accident. We're still on that accident phase of this feud that's building up.
2: Or, yeah, or AJ dumps o- Almost because he's running at him. All right. I, I can uh, see that too, but I'm still picking almost. I think Omos is going to win this thing.
1: Yeah. The Raw Tag Team Champions against oh the Usos. Um, the, the, I, there's no way that this is going to be a bloodline pay-per-view, folks. It, it's, they're going to win. I don't see RK-Bro losing. I mean winning. I was going to get confused there. Which one are you picking? Co- um, no, no, I'm taking the Usos. I'm taking the
2: Usos too. I don't. I, we got to start seeing RK bro break up here at some point. But I think it starts here because the way this has broken down and the way they've been talking the past month, uh, Riddle's been sticking his nose in other people's business to help them out. Randy doesn't want that, right? So I think this becomes an extension of that to an extent. So I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, not that there's a tag team that can take the titles from them because there's no flipping tag teams in WWE that's a legit tag team. When do they lose the titles? Maybe within the next two weeks on Raw. But who takes them from them? Like, if we're starting the AJ Almost thing, uh, Almost or whatever, was yeah, yeah. If, if we're that's how much i care about him too um <laughs> if, if if we're having them who started their feud they're clearly not coming back at the tag who the hell are we going to get put together is it going to be and i get ready is it going to be garza and carrillo well they're on smack oh they're on they smack that's it. that's right yeah uh, good there you go yeah who, well, who, who wins the raw champion because there's not a goddamn tag team on raw
2: well, uh, yeah. I mean, it it's going to be either the Street Profits or Alpha Academy. There's no one else.
1: That's what I said. Unless there's no tag teams, sure teams on Raw. Again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless they do a makeshift one sure like they've always seemed to do, which wouldn't surprise me one damn bit.
1: No. Nope. Now now we get the Intercontinental Championship match against uh, Damian Priest. Uh, Shinsuke against Damian Priest. They're going to... Damian. Uh, yeah, because he's getting I, pushed so much.
2: Yeah, they'll sacrifice Shinsuke for Damien here. No way. No, there's no way around that. So.
1: And, and again, is this a crack where Boogs is going to start turning on because he wants a title shot? Does he turn on? Is this going to be the pay per view of breakups? Essentially, is where I'm getting because that's in these lower tier matches, it's all about somebody's got somebody with them and they're not going to be together much longer.
2: It could be. I I don't know if Fugues does anything here to Shinsuke. I, I think it could come down the line. I don't think it's here though.
1: Okay. But we both have Priest. Yeah, we both have Priest, definitely. In the Raw Women's, in SmackDown Women's Survivor Series, you have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella Zelina, Taking on Sasha, Shotzi, Baszler, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Um, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but there's only like two names, literally, that can carry this match, and it's Sasha and Bianca. And you have the whole dissension on the Raw Women's, and you have Shotzi and Sasha hating each other, so. There's going to be like one sole survivor and it's going to be Nat. So I'll give it to SmackDown.
2: I don't know. Okay. I'm actually going to go raw here. And I think Shotzi, costs Sasha and I think Bianca and Liv are the last two standing. You're pushing Liv for the title shot. I know they're going to it looks like they're pushing Tony too, but I think Liv has been getting more significant push. I think Liv outlasts with Bianca. They won't they won't pin Bianca, unless it's like a disqualification encounter or something like that. But I think Shotzi turns on Sasha at the end.
1: Okay. Yeah, because they shook hands, uh, and then uh, Sasha gave her the backstabber right off the bat, which exactly was perfect. Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin fucking Theory, and Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre, the Kingwoods, Jeff Hardy, Corbin, and Sheamus. You can go first this time.
2: What, uh, let me go with what I think is going to happen. I think SmackDown is going to win, and I think Drew McIntyre is going to be a sole survivor. What I hope doesn't happen is Austin Theory somehow ends up being the sole survivor of this match because they just I feel like that's just what they've been booking for this entire time. Yeah. He just shows up randomly with the Mysterios after they get beat down. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I think it's SmackDown
1: in it's McIntyre. And this match itself had a horrible buildup of the Mysterios were on it. Bobby takes both Mysterios out, just beating their ass. They had to get two people to fill in, one now being Austin Theory, you know. did it. And then you have a buildup on SmackDown that you didn't have enough people. And then Corbin has to fight Sheamus to see if he's on the team and... They didn't have an idea of how to put this together. This is why, going back to the old school Survivor series, you have Drew McIntyre. All right, we're naming Drew McIntyre as your captain. Okay, boom, mm-hmm. you're the captain. Pick four of your friends. Yeah. Well, him picking Seamus then makes sense. They have a history. Him picking the King Xavier Woods makes sense because there's a history. I don't care who else he picks. Yeah. There's four good guys on this team and happy Corbin on this team. The, it would never have gone that way. Hulk Hogan didn't pick the iron sheet to be on his goddamn team. You know, <laughs> it just, it these survivor series matches just don't make sense. I know it's now Brandon, Brandon, whatever, but uh, Xavier, again, I'm going to go back to this Xavier raw two months ago. Drew Raw two months ago. Sheamus Raw two months ago. Hardy uh, insignificant. Corbin just won thirty million dollars again. Insignificant. They're fighting for SmackDown, where they've been on Raw for four fucking years now. Stop. Nobody cares yeah. about who who wins Raw or SmackDown. Let it just right. be, you. Let it be a friend picking his friends fighting. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going SmackDown with you. With the same reason. <laughs> I no, don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's fair,
2: but I, I completely agree. At, at this point, if this year wasn't about brand supremacy, which it wasn't, let them pick their friends. Yeah. Team SmackDown. Drew McIntyre picked you five guys. I bet he would have picked Ricochet in this match. Uh, Xavier. There would have been a couple others. I know Ricochet and Drew have just gone back and forth, but there's a respect level there, right? So it would have made sense for him to pick them.
1: Uh, just have people pick their
2: yeah. If you're not going to build up brand supremacy, then have people pick them.
1: In all right. So if, if we're going to break this down, because all the matches, whatever, I don't. Need, I'm not even keeping count, nor do I care. So if SmackDown wins the night, what do they get? Nothing. Right. Cool. We won Survivor Series 2021. Will you remember that no. in, in December? Let alone. In 20 years?
2: Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's what brought me back to what's the reward? We talked about what's the reward. Yeah, it's been usually bragging rights. That's why I've always put in stock and give them something at Royal Rumble. Give them spots at the Rumble match later in the match. Something. Something to make it more of an incentive for SmackDown to win the night or Raw to win the night. Give them five spots in the final 10 that come out. Something along those lines just to make it for somewhat exciting with something on the line. Yeah, it's all scripted, but at least there's something on the line and we can find out who's doing what now, you know? But,
1: yeah. Let's do the Roman Big E one now. Yeah. Um, okay. what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think we both think that Roman's going to win. But yeah. th- how are we getting there?
2: Well, I think we're getting there because it's going to be a back-and-forth match, but I think we're going to see New Day – at full capacity, I think Kofi's going to come out. And I think the Usos will be out there too. There's going to be a lot of chaos at the end of that match. And it's going to be Roman hitting the – actually, in my estimation, I think it's going to be a Superman punch. And I think Roman almost has to uh, choke out Biggie with that guillotine Yeah, for the match to end.
1: And it, yeah, he doesn't him tap. He doesn't tap because that will make him look
2: bad. Exactly. He just passes out. Okay, So so, I I think that's where it ends right there.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Do we get a return of one, The Rock, or Lesnar having his suspension be over? Because we have to start selling something for Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because who the hell knows Uh, if there is going to be a December pay-per-view or not. As of right now, we don't see one.
2: No, it says canceled right next to it. Um, I would say you start building up for... A return match with Lesnar because I think so. This is how they've been booking people. Have they had a title match? Somebody comes back, happened with Cena. You know, Cena came back after Reigns won his match at Money in the Bank, and then when Cena lost to Reigns at SummerSlam, Lesnar came back. So I feel like Lesnar will show up, begin that whole build for the Rumble, and then. Uh, Brock's going to show up at Rumble if he's showing up at all.
1: Where is this pay-per-view even taking place? Like, this is how much I'm not invested in it tonight. I'm telling you, I'm playing... Uh,
2: Survivor Series? Yeah.
1: It's in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, it's at Barclays. That's right. Yeah, it's at Barclays. Which is an easy in-and-out for anybody to get there. Have it be The Rock or Brock or, you know, Ken Shamrock or whoever, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, here's where I think it's going to be Brock because he's being... There was at one point, I don't know if it was a tweet or leak or something, that Brock is well, it's a WWE thing, that he had brought tickets for a December 16th show or something like that, bought tickets in air quotes, where I saw it come up. So they're promoting that he's going to be around in December at some point. So why wouldn't he just randomly show up here?
1: Right. Yeah, you have to get your, you know, he's suspended indefinitely, but you have to do something to get your suspension lifted. Right, exactly. In that, in tonight, makes sense. Yeah, uh, I love, I love everything you said there. I do. Um, Becky and Charlotte. Now, uh, we kind of teased about what we think. Um, I, I think it's got to be Becky to win. I, I really do. I, I don't think either one of them taking a loss hurts either one of them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't end up being a match ending they're going to fight for a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's no ending to the match. Yeah. But then in segment number one, you threw the biggest fuck you to anybody's thoughts about, is there going to be a screw job? I, Jenks, I didn't think about that at all, at all. That's crazy. It's crazy.
2: It's crazy enough to be perfect to happen. Yeah. I, I think Becky, so my prediction would be Becky to win this match. Yeah, me screw too. Screwjob or whatever. Um, I could, like you said, this could go no contest, and that would make sense too. Um, it would also extend the feud if they wanted to to a later date. Screwjob-wise, I guess I don't think they would be as blatant as Montreal was with the shark shooter being applied. Becky's not going to put a figure four. Or figure eight
1: on. Maybe she is.
2: Who knows? I could see, though, Charlotte's in a submission, and they ring the bell.
1: Does she go absolutely nuts then? Yes. Oh, I agree. I I, I would agree. And then she goes absolutely nuts. She does whatever. I'm sure she runs backstage and just blows up Vince. And tomorrow she gets released. Like yep. do you how ha- do you think Charlotte is thinking about that? Like I'm in bad graces right now with WWE. At any point, they could fuck me over because Vince is all about one thing. Vince. Yeah.
2: I. I don't know. If I you know what I don't want to say that. I think it's crossed the conversation path of her inner inner circle at some point. Something sketchy could happen. Wow. But I don't know. I feel like they believe they wouldn't cross that path, though.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they. oh, they're not going to do that to me. I am. And again, I'm Charlotte, I'm Flair, Charlotte but, Flair. But then again,
2: twenty one, twenty four 24 years ago.
1: I'm Brett, Brett Hart.
2: Hart. I'm Brett Hart.
1: Yeah. That's
2: that. Am I saying it's going to happen? No. It's still in the back of my mind, though. And if it's the last card on the, sh- if it's the last match on the show, ah, uh, that's a perfect scenario for it to happen.
1: Yeah, because you do it, boom. You know you when it's the- going to happen, and you cut the feed. You don't yeah. let her make the WCW sign or the essentially AEW. A-E-W. Yeah, I know she's not going to do WCW, but yeah. NWA. Um, but yeah, NWA. <laughs> I, can she spell out impact in, real quick?
2: Uh, maybe. I don't know. I know I can't. So no, Charlotte's I- more athletic than I am, certainly. So she could probably do it. But um, I. I don't want to say it will happen, but I think it's on the table. And I think if they're going to get rid of her, what better way to have cause to release someone if you screw them over and they go absolutely chip off, ape shit on the boss?
1: Yeah, she's is she spitting on Vince. Vince isn't going to be come out. You know, it's going to be- oh, Vince isn't going to come out.
2: So I don't know who would come out then.
1: Stephanie. You think Stephanie? Yeah, I. Why not? I don't know.
2: If they start this, if they start this match with Stephanie anywhere in that arena, like out in the with the fans in that,
1: I'm calling you, and we're Facetiming, watching this whole. We're, match we're watching this whole
2: thing because there's there's something going on. Because why would Stephanie be out there?
1: Right. I, I can't believe I didn't think of this. Be I, well because it's Charlotte Flair, and that's why I didn't think of it.
2: Yeah, and honestly, it didn't cross my mind until this morning. And I'm sitting here prepping for this show, and I'm looking at the card, and I'm like, I "They just I screw her over
1: here." That
2: there could be a whole screw job here.
1: That's crazy, crazy to even think about that. Twenty four years later,
2: and like you said earlier, oh, what a hell of a way to get the internet talking. And then Monday rolls around, they release her for the what she does afterwards. Which she would be... Bought, uh, you just brought in millions, I'll say millions of viewers to Raw. Oh, even yeah. Even though she's not on Raw. You brought in millions of viewers this week with that one action.
1: Yeah. You're getting your B show maybe back up to the A show. Yeah. And then 90 days from now is essentially um Revolution. Yeah, where she makes her debut. Yep. She maybe she's trying to do it, so she makes a debut at Revolution. Revolution. Well, well,
2: let's if we could book that out and say, what if Britt Baker has another match with Tay Conti or something, and somebody takes her out?
1: Yeah. Wow. Things to think about, folks. I yeah. didn't think about it. Jenks brings it to the table. That's amazing. Uh, so for a mundane wrestling week, we fantasy booked the shit out of that. And I forgot what the title yeah. was, by the way.
2: Uh, yeah, I totally tried it, too. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? Seeing is Believing. It was something about that. Yeah, Seeing that's is good. Believing. Seeing yep. is
1: Believing. Because we'll see what the hell we're going to get on Survivor Series.
2: Well, my final thought is, this is how much free time apparently I've had this week that I've been able to store this up and
1: just create fantasy book the shit out of a lot of things. <laughs> that, you fantasy book the shit out of everything. You, I know. You, we have 2022 in the bag. Done.
2: <laughs> I have no life, people.
1: <sighs> so what, what else is on your docket for this week?
2: Uh, Thanksgiving, I'm running in a turkey trot up here in parts unknown. Are so, you? Yeah. Good for purchase, you. Got signed up. So doing that here in the upcoming on Thanksgiving morn and that's about it. Short work week. And yeah, the niece is over again, but this time she's off to school. So nothing too crazy
1: going on. Are your cohorts of, uh, the 40 year dash running with you? Uh, Sir Codith is. Is he? yeah we couldn't convince Mookie to but imagine
2: that yeah cody is uh well i, I my sister's gonna run to uh her co-worker so we'll have a good group out nice. for it yeah uh, what are you are you up to anything
1: yeah but i have one more i'll tell you mine um i have okay. one more thought um so cleveland doesn't like the guardians huh just <laughs> the stadium does not like the guardians.
2: Uh, the gar- the gods don't like the guardians since they dropped the logo on day one of the opening of the team shop. Right. <laughs> Trust me. It's not just Cleveland. Uh, no, G is not a fan of this either. So I, you should have seen the, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a Cleveland
1: fan. And I think that is,
2: it's horrible. The, the wing G is the worst logo I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I could have made that in. Microsoft
1: Paint, I think. <laughs> right? I know. So, um, my my week is built up on Thanksgiving. Um I don't yep. have a short work week. We uh we work every day this week, which is fine. Uh we'll be able to leave early. My big to-do is it is tattoo Wednesday. Uh, I get another Ooh. new logo or two uh slapped on the old arm. Oh, nice. Not sure which so, one she's bringing. No, I I don't know. I was going to say yeah, she told me yeah, that was, I'm not allowed knowing this time. See, I I was going to say, because you
2: mentioned that before, that you don't technically know which one she's going to do. The only way I asked her,
1: I asked her because I knew I was going to see Chelsea. So I said, can you please get this one done? Because I know I'm going to see Chelsea and I want her to see it and I want it autographed. Dah, 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 dah. She's like, all right, but we won't you know you're not doing that anymore I i picked right. the ones and where we're gonna go and everything which is fine because it's looking right. amazing i do know i'll tell you what's in the hopper to do i have sasha i have um the blue blazers phoenix i have bailey when she was good that little circle girl um, yeah okay i have Britt baker I what else do I have? I can probably pull up just on my photos because that's where I have them all. Um, so I have a lot to go. And let me find oh, I have the DX logo, I have you know Mick Foley's happy face with blood all over it, I have the M from Mercedes Martinez, which is my cousin. Right? I have the horseman, yeah. I have Hot Rod, I have Macho Man. I have the parts unknown. Sea Wolves new logo that I want on me. <laughs> um, some other baseball ones. Stone Cold you- and Starman from the very first wrestling game ever. Oh, okay. So no, wait, no, is it Snow Wolf or is it just the Sea Wolves logo? It's just the Sea Wolves one. Ah, okay. Not, right. not Snow Wolf. No, not just, Snow Wolf. All this right. is a new one with the bandana. I almost went the old school one when we were all there. But yeah. this one is more fitting for what's on my arm. It's more caricature. At least I'm not doing Howling Wolf. Uh, in a bucket. Or, or, uh, crack <laughs> or Crack or Wolf. Crack Wolf. <laughs> just a mascot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a lot of coming up. Uh, and I keep nice. adding some. I, she's like, you might have to get rid of some of your baseball ones. And this is going to... Oh, DX. And, yeah, I, I just keep adding yeah. them. She's like... I don't care as long as you keep paying me. I'm like, yep, as long as I keep selling cheese and pepperoni <laughs>
2: <laughs> on the black market. Just the black out of the trunk of your car. That's about it. Yep. Set up a stand, smoke cheese smoke meat, logs, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so I'll start real quick. Um, I hope everybody in Can Crusher Nation has a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you can tell that I'm wishing you Thanksgiving now, that means Wednesday shows already pre-recorded and I did not wish you hang happy Thanksgiving on it. So happy Thanksgiving uh-huh. can Crusher crush your nation. I hope everybody has a, a wonderful safe holiday. Eat the shit out of the Turkey yams, cranberry sauce, whatever you do. Yep. Jinx. I love you. I hope you have a Thanksgiving. That's
2: unbelievable. Yeah, I love you and I love can Crusher nation. I hope your Thanksgiving is unbelievable filled a smoked cheese in that. Uh, King Crusher Nation, I hope you have a wonderful day. Just be gluttonous and eat your heart out. Uh, maybe watch a little bit of Survivor Series while you're at it. Yeah, as long the as you're 80s. playing video games. Late 80s, early
1: 90s. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I, again, we're, we're long, sorry. But, Jenks, are you doing anything as you watch Survivor Series tonight? Like laundry? Picking uh, uh, your eyebrows? <laughs> anything? Like that. I haven't decided anything yet. I might iron some
2: uniform. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I will say this: I will be heavily invested when Roman Biggie, uh, Charlotte, and Becky are on. That's for damn sure. But
1: and I hope they're back-to-back they, matches. I really do because are, they're, if they're yeah. not, I'm going to be pissed if one's the opening match and one's the last match. They're going to bookend them. Yeah. Gonna, let's call it now. Bookend. <sighs> if they start with if they start with Becky and Charlotte, I'm going to be pissed.
2: Like, well, I know it's not a screw job at that point.
1: Yeah, I will be pissed. So, all right, we're just rambling now, guys. We love you, uh, Jenks. Just remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's a garbage can and a garbage not. gobble gobble, motherfuckers.
0: <laughs>